1: funny how? I mean funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me, tell me what's funny. We we'll get together, have a few laughs.
2: As far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked?
1: I'm so wasted. Anybody move, I'll blow your fucking head off. And the medic gets out and says, Oh my. I'm your Huckleberry. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down.
2: Well, this calls for the old
1: Billy Barou. That's a huge bitch! The royal penis is clean, Your Highness. Hey, where are the white women at? yippee Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's over, Johnny. It's over!
2: Ah, it is not over. It is just the beginning, that's right. You've got THT Movie Review. I, of course, am Boxman here as always with... What up, Anthony?
0: What's going on?
2: Uh Oh, not much at all, man. How was your holiday? My holiday was, uh, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's here it's That's gone. That's good. They're good. Huh? It's here it's gone. It's uh I don't know man I was saying on the show Wednesday Christmas is just one of those uh it's stressful. Stressful times. Very stressful. But, yeah, uh, but you know,
0: you know uh family and and family and shit.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And shit. And more shit. <laughs> and shit.
0: But Well, incidentally, this is a holiday month at THT Movie Review.
2: It is. It is. This is is the holiday month. This is going to be... We've already got a few movies picked out for the whole month, actually. Uh, Not quite sure what order we're going to do them in. Matter of fact, Anthony sort of switched up the order on me tonight. Uh, (laughs) I... I thought we were doing a Christmas story. <laughs> I looked at the... Uh, Honestly, I couldn't even
0: remember. I, looked, I should have hit
2: you up. I, I forgot. I look at the post and I'm like, all right, we're doing Home Alone. Everyone seems excited about it. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: <Oops. laughs> But we'll definitely get to a Christmas story at some point in one of these weeks. <laughs> we will.
2: We're also planning on doing Scrooged and uh, Christmas Vacation. So there will be some uh, some really good movies coming up. I, th- these are some of my go-to Christmas movies, so, yeah. you know, yeah, we might sneak in a Die Hard or something in there. We got, uh, I think we have five Fridays this month. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we might sneak in a a, a Christmas-themed action movie or something. Who knows? We'll figure it out, but uh, definitely. definitely my three that I do want to get done are Scrooged, Christmas Vacation, and uh, a, a Christmas Story, so those are my three favorites. And at
0: some point, uh, I know you haven't seen it yet, but we are actually going to have to squeeze in Bad Santa somewhere.
2: Yeah, yeah. I definitely want to get that one done, too. So, we'll get it done. We might get it done. We'll get it done. Yeah, Bad Santa, I definitely said I would watch. So, uh... (sighs) anyway, I I guess we can... uh... All right. Get it home alone. I guess we'll start off with my usual. There is one. I did find one NYPD Blue tie in with this movie heather mcallister the oldest daughter who actually counts the children wrong uh, was actually in one episode of nypd blue it was actually the first episode we saw what's that guy's name mark paul gossler gossler yeah, yeah mark as, paul as uh, first time we saw him as a detective and, um, so yeah, that was, uh, that's why I remember this episode because it was, uh, the, the, name of it was called two Clarks in a bar and, uh, it was going for, uh, he was Clark Jr. His father was Clark and it just, uh, that's why it turned into that. But, um, yeah, she was in that episode as a dancer named Candy. So, uh, there you go. There's my, uh, NYPD blue tie in for you. <laughs> nice, nice There it is Every fucking episode Anthony's really loud They're saying I'll bring you down A little bit There should you I go Alright Let's should see I whisper? No, don't whisper We'll see if that helps And I'll bring you down A little bit over here A little bit A little bit Three, two, one Alright, let's see You should be sounding better now What do you think? Oh, cool. Yeah We'll find out, man <laughs> Yes, yes, yes Yeah, they'll let me know Machine was in there, uh, letting me know you're loud as fuck. So, there we, NYPD Blue is a whore, it gets around. You're right, Godzilla. NYPD Blue does get around. It was just such a, it was the 90s, so a lot of the actors that are famous today sort of got their start on, you know, TV shows know. like NYPD Blue. I mean, tons of people. Now I didn't follow the show religiously. I know what
0: it is. I've caught a few episodes. Was that actually filmed in New York? Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It explains it. A lot of act, a lot of working actors in New York came out of New York. Exactly. A lot of them. And you know, you've got um you know, you got NYPD Blue, that was filmed in New York. All of Law and Order is done in New York. All almost all the Law and Orders except like the, you know, Law and Order LA and stuff like that. But um this new the Blue Bloods, all taped in New York. Ah so I mean you've got a lot of shows uh, a lot of cop shows are rec- taped in New York so and a lot of action movies actually if you, if you if you really watch a lot of them end up in New York at one time or another it's uh I believe it's an easy place to shoot and if you got a permit you can pretty much just Go out there and not worry about who's walking around and film even the crowd. And I think this is—I don't know. I guess it's one of those places you can just shoot whatever you want. But uh, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of cop shows are based out of New York. Yeah. By the sounds of it,
0: I, I think even though this is technically a movie review show, I think at some point you're going to want to do an NYPD Blue tribute episode.
2: <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, the problem is there's 12 seasons. There's 23. Episodes per season. So, yeah, you're talking... yeah, You're talking... 200-something episodes. Over... There's like 240-some episodes or 230-some episodes of NYPD Blue. So, yeah, it is... Um, and you
0: know them all, don't
2: you? <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Um, I, like I said, man, I've just seen it so many times. And it's just... I don't know. i just seen it so many goddamn times that I can pick out actors from it and it just uh it just does it. So, I don't know. It's just one of those shows that I've seen so many times it's stuck with me so long, but uh it it, it sticks with me. I, I I love the fucking show. I mean, let's see that went from yeah, 93 to 2005. Wow, damn, it started in 93? Yeah, and it went all the way to 2005. A lot of people don't realize the show went that long. But, oh, uh, damn,
0: for some reason I thought that show started like
2: 95, 96. Nope. It started 93? No, a 1993 to 2005, 261 episodes, bro. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on the on the stuff that I have, I've got like, you know, extras and all that stuff, so... Yeah, I, I I would love to get into that show one one time, one day. It uh it would be fun for me, definitely.
0: Think about that for a minute, Box. Two hundred and sixty nine episodes you said, right? Two sixty one. Uh, two sixty one, I'm sorry, two sixty one you said. Mm-hmm. And the one thing people remember the most from that show is Dennis Fry's ass.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, that—that's
0: that, like the one part that if nobody ever
2: watched an episode of NYPD Blue, they remember that part. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, and uh, well, what's his name? David Caruso had a nice little view of his ass a couple times in that show. They uh, Stephen Bochco enjoys showing the man ass. <laughs> uh, I I even found that in the new show I just watched, uh, Murder in the First. A lot of man ass. A lot of uh, a lot of tie digs. Ass. N- n- not not. Not appealing to me, not appealing at all, at all. Where's the FCC when you need them? Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. Anyway, I guess we should get into the movie we're here to talk about. Uh, Home Alone. Home Alone. Not a, uh, I mean, there's a little bit of a, you know, story in this. There's actually a few stories in this movie. The main point in this movie, an eight-year-old kid has to protect his home from burglars When he's accidentally left home By his family during Christmas vacation uh, The movie was in 1990 the director was Chris Columbus The writer, of course We've talked a ton about this man John Hughes uh, Main stars, Macaulay Culkin Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern uh, Obviously a few more people I mean, you know, there's a, a, a lot more people In this movie, John Heard uh, Catherine O'Hara Catherine O'Hara John Candy, mm, second yep. second
0: on second uh time he worked with Colley Calkin, worked with him a year before Uncle yep. Buck.
2: Yeah. And of course it's a John Hughes movie. We get Larry Hankin, who uh we spoke about on the last show was doobie in planes, trains, and automobiles, the cab driver. Yeah. Yep. So uh, you know, obviously a little tie in from the Thanksgiving movie we did a couple weeks ago. But uh
0: one to mention uh Home Alone actually recently just celebrated a birthday. Mm-hmm. Turned 26 years old. Uh, came out November 16th of 1990.
2: Yeah. Wow.
0: So, yep. Yeah, I just wanted to make a few people feel old today.
2: I shouldn't be the only one. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, I feel old. I feel very fucking old right now. Uh. Wow. 26 years old, man. Jesus. <laughs> oh, this movie came out in 1990. I was 15. Wow.
0: That year was memorable for you Hotbox. was that one of the lowest years? <laughs> no.
2: I was uh I was still in North Carolina at fifteen. I was still uh I think I was still sober pretty much. No, 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 I wasn't. Not in November. No, 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 no. I was uh I was smoking the Chiba by then. <laughs> I was introduced to the Maui Wowie by that point.
0: <laughs>
2: you know. So uh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um this Film. Let me do something real quick. I wanted to get right into the. Uh, I was gonna jump into the box office. This movie did do good. It grossed seventeen million.
0: Uh, no, no, no. Ooh, look, 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 I'm looking at the numbers. good It was made on a budget of. Get this box. Eighteen million. Mhm. And grossed worldwide $476.7 mil.
2: Yeah, yeah. This is uh. Did well for itself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seventeen million was just in the. The first weekend this movie came out, it grossed 17 million. That's really good for the 90s. Um, I mean, this movie was out long, but yeah, it's let's see, ended up making after it finally got out of the theaters. This movie was in the theaters for like nine months. Do
0: you realize that? Makes sense. I mean, I I mean, honestly, like nowadays people aren't like, you know, not to go off on a tangent, but nowadays movies come out and they're out for a couple months. DVDs and Blu-rays are already pressed for release, so they don't really care about being in theaters. But back in the day, movies was being
2: in theaters for a while. Well, this film is actually listed in the Guinness Book of World Records as the highest grossing live action comedy ever. Uh, By the time it had run its courts in the theaters, Home Alone was the third highest-grossing film of all time worldwide. Uh, That is without going to video. That's without everything this video had with it, this movie. Uh, This was a giant fucking movie. Um, The the film had such success that when a uh, film had this kind of success, they would call it being Home (laughs) alone Nice. Yeah. Yeah, nice. yeah, being home alone. So this movie—that's impressive. Definitely... Yeah, because you—you this movie was built
0: on the back of a kid who didn't have that much experience at the time.
2: Exactly. He wasn't a known actor. Ag- I mean,
0: he was known, but not known known.
2: He wasn't that known at this time. Actually, let me see this. He was only wasn't that known. He had only done what one maybe two movies. Let me see here. Give me a minute hey, me see here. Uh, he's only done thirty-two things, Macaulay. But oh uh, wow. Yeah, kid, uncredited, uncredited, Uh, Uncle Buck he had done, Jacob's Ladder, I forgot about that movie. Uh, Yeah, he'd only done a few things, little one here, one there, two, three, Uncle Buck was probably the first real movie we saw him in. And then um, he wasn't even credited in Jacob's Ladder, it was a quick part. And then Home Alone, so yeah, Home Alone was probably, Home Alone was his breakout movie.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely, without a question.
2: Yeah, yeah. Then, of course, I mean, we'll get into the movie in a minute. We um, we got Home Alone 2, which uh, most of them did make their, uh, they did, uh, you know, most of them came back for the sequel in Home Alone 2. Home Alone 3, completely different actors. Storyline yeah. was still by John Hughes, so it was still a decent one but and then they made a fourth uh, TV movie in 2002 Home Alone 4 pretty crappy he, John Hughes didn't even write that one and yeah. uh, 2012 uh, 2012 a fifth film the holiday heist was actually believe it or not kind of a spin off of this film and they talk about uh, at the end of last year Macaulay Culkin did that creepy thing where he was kind of playing Kevin in that role so yeah we got all that. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Home Alone 2 was uh, was decent, but God damn, Home Alone after 2,
0: it got, it was, it, you know, it, it's like, uh, I'm trying to figure out the best way to say this. Macaulay Culkin was just born to play the role. I understand why he couldn't play it after 2 because he was growing up, he was getting older. It didn't make sense to do Home Alone three, four with a fucking seventeen year old Macaulay Culkin. No. Ah, you know the whole yeah, yeah the, yeah. the gimmick is pretty much dead at that point. Exactly. But I'm like Jesus. They couldn't get his a kid, his brother. You know, have him make a cameo something to kind of do like a tie in, or just don't do it. Just don't fucking yeah, make the moves.
2: It's it's time to leave this thing alone. Just leave it the fuck alone. No one wants to fucking see it anymore. I mean, it, look, again, you can't take a movie like this and just drive it into the fucking ground. Yeah, and That's what Hollywood does, man. They take a good idea and they just beat it to death, to death, yeah. to death, to death.
0: It's not even like, it's not even about killing the idea or the concept. You also have to realize that certain actors are meant for certain roles. Oh, definitely. And I mean, it's like, could you picture, uh, I don't know if you were a Sopranos fan, but could you picture anybody but Fucking uh, James Gandolfini playing Tony
2: Soprano? Probably not. It's just it's like you can. said. Yeah, some people are just born to do what they do and play the roles they play. I mean, yeah, certain roles just fit the fuck out of you. And this one fit him.
0: Yeah. Now, let me ask you something since we're on. You know, this kind of ties into the movie. Now, obviously, he played, played like the uh, hero in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty much a good kid, a smart ass, but a good kid overall, right? Right, right, right. Now, what did you think about the turn he made in a good son? Because I think that's a very underrated flick where he kind of played the evil son of a bitch that was killing people. <laughs> I thought it was. Pretty I don't cool. know if you ever saw
2: that. Yeah, I did. And I thought it was kind of cool to see. You know, a lot of times we want to see these 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 child actors as these psycho things just to see what they could do, and he played that. He was creepy as fuck, dude
0: you think he pulled it off because at first when i first saw because i actually saw it as as a kid Mm -hmm. and it was just as a kid it it was kind of jarring to see like the home alone kid is like a psycho all of a sudden same thing same thing uh you know you know my little tie in the goodfellas it's jarring for me to see joe pesci play a bumbling idiot in home alone and then (laughs) flip a switch and goodfellas and
2: he's blowing your head off well you know it's kind of like the same thing I feel about in Donnie Brasco watching Al Pacino play that that low level role. That's not what you see Pacino as. You don't see him as a low level guy. You always see Pacino as the main guy. Yeah. And seeing him as that low level, you know, gangster who, you know, c- can never get his come up in in Donnie Brasco kind of makes me a little blah. But, you know, that movie is what it is, but um
0: I don't know. This movie
2: Let's face it, if, you know, every kid thinks their parents are horrible sometimes. If you woke up, your parents were gone, what What would you do? Would you do basically what he did for at least a day or two? Hell oh, yeah. You wouldn't freak out?
0: Oh no, no, no. No,
2: I'd probably be happy for a day or two. But I, I, I think I would do the same thing eventually, you know, begin missing your family, but especially at that age, eight years old, and he's eight in this movie, which is, I mean, my son is eight years old.
0: Yeah. Although and he... um, not to get too uh, sappy over here, but I actually think the message of the movie that kind of gets lost on some people is how you got to kind of got to appreciate people while you got them. Because the whole crux of the movie in the beginning, I feel like, was everybody took everybody for granted. Mm-hmm. You know you know he didn't you know he didn't appreciate his family, his family kind of neglected him in certain respects <laughs> and and I'll be i gotta say this, the kid who played buzz, <laughs> I don't know why he. Even as a kid, he gave me douche chills. I just wanted to see him get his ass whooped. You know like, you ever see somebody that just has one of those faces? You just want to see
2: him get their ass kicked? Yeah, and he's still acting today. Uh, Devin Rattray, actually. He's been in some movies. He was in something recently. I just saw. He blew up. My God, he's a big boy now. <laughs> he did. He he definitely did. But he's, um... What the fuck was he just in? Not just, I'm actually surprised how young he is. He's only, like, 39.
0: When I was looking at his, uh, information.
2: Hold on. He's in. I saw him in Person of Interest, but that was a while ago. RIPD. That's the movie he was in. That um, that movie with, um, what's that? Ryan Reynolds. Not Ryan. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, oh yeah. Ryan. yeah. RIPD. <laughs> it, it, it was actually a good movie. It was actually a really good fucking movie. I liked it. But, uh, yeah, he's got a few movies coming out uh 2017. Wow. So we'll 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 be seeing him coming up in uh, in the next year or two in a few movies: Mosaic, a TV movie, and Hollywood Hustle, L.A. Player, another one.
0: Oh, good for him! Glad to see he's still around. He didn't just kind of fall into a black hole like a lot of these child actors no, tend to do. he's
2: got something else called Ma- Life Hack that is in post production. Looks like a, it's a movie. The title seems
0: interesting. I'll try I had to it's, look that, uh, that up. It's
2: all about uh, cyber threats in America. Actually, the name of the movie is "Life Hack: Cover Your Webcam."
0: Wow, yeah, yeah. Whenever that comes out, that's going to be a interesting thing to review on the show.
2: It actually looks uh, pretty damn cool. Movie. I'm reading it a little bit here. At, uh, yeah, humorous cautionary tale about cyber threats in America. So it's going to be kind of a comedy. That'll be funny. Nice. He... So yeah, he's still doing some stuff. That'll be uh that'll be going soon. That's good. Good for him, god damn it. Yeah. Michael, who what movie was that in uh B-Megs? What movie is that you're talking about where he was Michael Alleg? Ah, god damn it. Now he's going to make me hit fucking search Google. <laughs> Played a drug that <drugged-out> murderer. Wow. <laughs> Let's see here. Party monster. I believe, was the name of the movie. Well, that was Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's who he was trying to say. Macaulay yeah, Culkin I mean, was my I don't Michael know, Ely- man. Like, yeah.
0: I don't know. Call me a nerd, but I loved all of his movies in the 90s. Home Alone 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever saw Richie Rich. I thought that was underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, Getting I, Even I, with Dad with Ted Danson. I didn't did see ever, that. See that one?
2: I didn't see that, but I did see Richie Rich. Yeah, uh, you gotta
0: see Getting Even with Dad. That was actually pretty good. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that.
2: Um... But
0: yeah, I don't know, he just, you know, I think starting with the Nutcracker, he did the Nutcracker, and Party Monster, it's just fucking weird. (laughs)
2: That's, that's, yeah, that's exactly the movie b makes is talking about. I have actually not seen that movie, so. I mean, I've seen,
0: like, bits and pieces, but suffice to say, this is probably during the period where he was, uh let's just say, under the influence of some things, because I don't know if you've seen recent pictures. Like, he's doing well now, but there was a period of time where the pictures came out of him where he wasn't looking too healthy.
2: Oh, yeah, I saw those. I've seen some of those. Yeah, he looked pretty creepy for a while there. Pretty, uh... Yeah. (laughs) Like, he was
0: knocking on Death's door. (laughs) Pretty
2: skeeby, scuzzy, yuck. Yeah. Yeah, pretty bad. Pretty fucking bad, but, um... Yeah, as uh, this movie is—I mean, it, to be honest, when I was looking this movie up, it's playing in theaters locally right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if, if they're still doing it, in Philly. But with certain movies, especially around the holidays, they'll get like that uh, sentimental replay value in the theaters. So mm-hmm. if I look it up enough, it's probably somewhere in Philly that's doing this too.
2: Yeah, like around yeah. the
0: holidays, because like, you know, nice little gimmick to get people out for the holidays.
2: Yeah, there's, like, three or four theaters here playing it, like, locally right now. Like, you you know, so this movie's still getting played, you know, all over the place. You know, like you said, you can probably find somewhere local playing it right now. I wouldn't fucking doubt it. Um, Let's see here. Um, I don't really want to go through the... I mean, the whole movie isn't, you know... Obviously, Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci uh, end up, you know... Trying to burglarize this house while this child is alone, and this is where the fun
0: really
2: takes off.
0: Yeah. But before <laughs> you actually get to that box, we need to kind of point out how the beginning of the movie establishes that uh young Kevin McAllister is actually a pretty astute kid. Yes. Because if you'll remember like the the house is full, it's chaos, you know. It's fifteen, I think they say it's like fifteen people in the house, mm-hmm. which well, is fuck that shit. <laughs> fifteen people and Joe Pesci, remember he's he's impersonating the cop at the beginning mm-hmm. and he's trying to get everybody's attention. Like, are your parents here?
2: Do your parents live here? Yeah. Oh great, are your parents <laughs> no here? Man, no parents. Yeah, my parents Just are here. Billy, or- or- <laughs> you Yeah. Well, yeah, my parents are here, but they, but they don't live here.
0: Okay. They live in Florida. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I thought, for some reason, Vox, I thought of you saying that line, and I cracked up for about ten minutes. <laughs> it's a fucking orphanage.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Fucking Hendry, bastard. Uh.
0: No, but I thought that was funny because when he finally talks to his father, mm-hmm. and uh, I know he talks to his mother, and uh, that's just after the fight they had, blah, 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 and uh, he actually, uh, Kevin's paying attention to him, and he notices he has a gold tooth. Mm-hmm. So he kind of already – and it's all – you can kind of tell, like, that little look. Like I said, subtleties. He knew something wasn't right about that guy. You know what they say about kids? They can pick up on an adult being a piece of shit quicker than another adult can.
2: Yeah, that's right. They also say that kids can see ghosts. But anyway, uh, (laughs) I don't know if that had anything to do with anything, but whatever. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, yeah, he definitely was. He was definitely smart, definitely – you know, had a had a good eye. Now, we also have to bring up, there is a, a man in this movie that they are all scared of, also. Uh, especially Kevin, little Kevin McAllister. Uh, they're all scared of an old man. Na- what the hell is his name in this movie? God damn it, where is that old fucker? <laughs> Where'd he go? Rest in peace if he's uh, no longer with us. Yeah, I, I gotta hold on, let me go to full cast here. I thought he was right in the uh right in the front, but he's not actually. He's an old
0: man Marley,
2: played by Roberts Blossom. Wow, there you go. I'm, I'm at it right there now. Yeah, old man Marley and um Everyone seems scared of this guy. There's yes, he a... played,
0: he played a creepy old bad. He really did like if you hmm. didn't if you really did before they established his character, he did kind of give off the vibe of being like a
2: creepy old bastard. Yes, he did. He definitely did, but... Uh, Maybe it was the
0: music they had playing whenever he would show
2: up, but... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, they were trying to make him, the, you know, the creepy guy, but uh, they, they did a good job at it. And, you know, obviously, it, uh, another... Obviously, this is the classic part where, you know, Kevin's yell in this movie was most of the movie.
0: That's his gimmick.
2: It is. <laughs> That's his gimmick. I mean, that was his. That
0: was his. Uh, what you talking about, Willis?
2: <laughs> exactly. That's the best way I can describe it. It was. That's exactly what it was. It was. Uh, it, it was. It was his. What you talking about, Willis?
0: <laughs> oh, oh, before we go any further, let me ask you. Uh huh. Kevin obviously had a unique family, mm-hmm. a unique relationship with his family. What did you think about his uncle Frank? Because I thought that guy was hilarious. <laughs> Everybody has that one smart-ass uncle in the family that don't give a shit about nothing. All right. Always says whatever's on his mind.
2: Yeah, and if this were a real movie, I would expect my father to beat the shit out of that dude. I don't care who it was. I'm going to tell you now, if any one of my family ever talked to my kid like that, I'd punch him. Mm. I'm just saying. Ain't nobody going to call my kid a, a, a little jerk. I'd give him a little fucking jerk. Look the, what you
0: did, you little
2: jerk. <laughs> I'd grab that son of a bitch, pull his head down on the table. I'd, I, It would look like Roadhouse in that motherfucker, dude. You know the scene where Patrick Swayze just hits the guy's head? Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't look like that. I don't look anything like Swayze. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, goddammit.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. In other words, you're saying you probably would be more observant as a parent. Because, like, you know, since we're talking about the beginning of the movie, what'd you think about that? Do you think that was a little bit unrealistic that they would have... That type of dynamic where nobody would notice this kid oh, and what he was
2: saying, what he was doing. I mean, let's face it. This movie is very unrealistic. I mean, if if look if if you really wanted to, j- like, really break this movie down, I'll give you a good explanation of this movie. Two horrible parents leave their child alone in a house. Yeah, that's really. I don't care.
0: Like, I, I don't know about you, box, but. I don't think I've ever had a situation where oh where's so and so you know I don't give a fuck what's going on I don't give a fuck how rushed we are I wouldn't forget
2: my fucking kid uh, dude I've never I mean I I, I admit I've only, I mean I only have two but I've never forgot either one of them like <laughs> you never oh.
0: woke up and started driving and said oh damn it when am
2: I forget damn it I knew he was he's oh thank God he's still on the roof of the car. Uh, no, I've never done that. I've never, I mean, I've driven off with a cup or something on the top of my car, but never a child.
0: Oh, oh and I'm uh, speaking of unrealistic, you know, not to make this a race thing, but you automatically automatically can discern the difference between white families and black families because well, f- the way this kid was talking off and mouthing off to, I was just thinking to myself, if that was me, I would still be picking up pieces of my ass. <laughs> I mean, Seriously. I mean, he taught I me. Mean, think about it. He told at one point he told his mother he hated her, Yep. called her a jerk. Mm-hmm. This family sucks. Yeah. I don't know what I mean. I don't, come on, and this and this is like still around that time period where you know you still could get your ass whooped for talking back. Mm, yeah, <laughs> that, that 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 was unrealistic for the time frame this movie came out.
2: There was a lot of unrealistic things in this movie. I mean, you know, a lot of things he was doing by himself. I mean. I mean, come on, he goes grocery shopping. Somebody would have eventually figured it could have been like, dude, hold on. Call a cop. And the cop leaving the house after just a minute or two, that wouldn't have happened. You don't get a radio call and just leave the radio call. You know, there's a lot of things in this movie that are very unrealistic. But let's face it, there's things in every movie that's unrealistic, which is why they're fucking movies. You know, I, I, you know, even this movie here, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, all these fucking, well, a lot of unrealistic things in this movie, which is why I can't really say it's a very good movie. Oh, fuck you. What are you, 12 years old? Shut up. Yeah. Yeah, of course there's a lot of unrealistic things. Have you ever seen a movie that doesn't... You're telling me Twilight is realistic? Yeah, yeah. Vampires really sparkle, you fucking twat. Anyway... I'm I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) No, no, but no, I mean, it doesn't take, I'm not distracting from it being a classic movie, but it's just like, you know, especially as you get older and you look at it in hindsight, you'd be like, in real life, a lot of this shit wouldn't happen. Because think of, I mean, realistically, you know, you got two so called bad guys, right, that are trying to break in the house. First of all, they wouldn't go through all this shit with the booby traps, they would pull out a gun and shoot his ass, and that'd be the end of it. They would take the shit and leave.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: It wouldn't be all this, oh, we're coming to get you. <laughs> it wouldn't be all that shit.
2: Yeah, why he... If the kid knew at 9 o'clock someone was breaking into his house, I don't know about you, but I'm going to call the cops and say, I just heard overheard two guys saying they're coming to my house at 9 o'clock to rob me. Could I have some cops here waiting, please? Yeah. By the way, I'm I'm 8 years old and I'm home alone. He didn't think to call the cops once. So, yeah, if you want to really nitpick this movie... It would be a pretty shitty movie. But if you nitpicked any movie, you could turn it into a shitty movie. Any movie. And unless it's a fucking true documentary. And yeah, try to find a true documentary movie out there. Every one of them has an exaggeration somewhere in it.
0: Definitely. So, you but
2: know, it, it, huh. this is what it, what it is. The movie is what it is. it is. It's a cute Christmas story. It really is. It, it really, really is. is. It's a, it's a, an adorable little kid who screams and yells and gets out of tr- uh, out of out of trouble in a really really funny way. And if you can just take the movie for that, that's, that's what right. it is. It's just a cute little adorable movie. And I know I'm using girly little adorable and cute words, but that's kind of what this movie is.
1: Yeah,
0: but I'm um, but um, well, it's interesting. Concept we uh I'm sorry, inter- Interesting conversation <laughs> we're having right now. Ugh, I've been drinking a little bit, folks. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm all over myself. I'm about to. I got uh I went real cheap tonight. I got Frio Light, 450 for a six pack of 16 ounces. Wow. Oh, this is gonna be rough. I can just smell it. Yeah, but uh, little, little, ooh, little, let me see here, wine, man. For a
0: second. Yeah. But the uh, point was, do you think the point I was trying to make before I got tongue tied? Do you think a movie like this could work today? Like, how do you think it will be received?
2: I think it could. Movies like this could work today. You've still got the, you know, any adorable child movies still work today. They do. If you probably recast this movie, it would probably still work today. Which, I mean, let's face it, it's been, you know, 15, uh, well, what, 26 years? You I'm surprised they haven't remade this yet. Uh, you know, I'm... Trust me, it's probably coming next year.
0: Nah, they'll remake it, but once again, it, it was light in the bottle. Because for one, it wouldn't it wouldn't make... for what, what did I say it made? 400? Almost 500 million dollars? It's not going to make that.
2: Yeah, and then the second one actually came out and did really fucking good, too. Both, you know, the first two really were money makers.
0: Why? Because of look who was involved. They had the court, you know, you had Macaulay Culkin. And I was convinced, as long as you had Macaulay Culkin, Daniel Stern... And Joe Pesci, it was going to work. Catherine O'Hara, John Hurd, they've been around. They're good actors as well. But to me, those three, the kid, Pesci, Daniel Stern, those were like the nucleus.
2: As long as you had
0: those three involved, the sequel's going to work.
2: Well, and I really believe as long as you had John Hughes writing these movies, you were fine. John Hughes has a style of writing that he can take these cutesy movies and make them really good. Think about all John Hughes movies; they're all coming-of-age, cutesy type of movies. There's a reason for it; it's what he knew how to write. Yeah, it is, and you know that—that's that, really thank God he did because we got a shitload of good fucking movies out of him.
0: Oh, de- definitely, that that guy, John Hughes, man, like, we're gonna, uh, you know, at some point, we're gonna have to do a fucking whole show to him, man. I think we did. Because we he know? literally has, I mean, a lifetime of memories, man, he okay. left behind a body of work that, I don't give a fuck how old I am, I'll always fuck with a John Hughes movie, Breakfast Club, Weird Science, 16 Candles. I thought we did John Hughes movies. No, that was, uh, it was Kevin Smith movies. Was it? Yeah. God, no, I know I know you, we did an episode on Judd Nelson.
2: That's what you did, I know we did Judd Nelson, of course. Of course. Of course. You have to do fucking Judd Nelson. The yes. man. The man. Judd fucking Nelson. But yeah, I I really believe John Hughes has a uh has a lot to do with this movie uh being as popular as it was. And I think if uh you know, I mean they had him in the second one it did find. But starting the third one, where John Hughes wasn't writing, it started going down. Started yeah, going downhill. Yeah. <laughs> and you th- whoever made it just looked at the first one and said, Oh, we just gotta find
0: a cute little kid. Oh, you're cute enough. And we just gotta find two uh bum you know, two morons. The adu- I mean in other words, they basically thought the whole concept of the movie was cute kid, bumbling idiots for our burglars, and we got a hit. Yeah. Not realizing it was all about the nuances because Especially as you get older and you look at movies, you always pay attention to the dialogue. Mm-hmm. And if the dialogue isn't there, it, it, it really kind of hurts the movie. Oh, yeah. Very few movies I can watch, especially nowadays that I can watch and not pay attention to the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Certain movies can get away with a lack of dialogue, like a Die Hard, which is basically more about the action and the dialogue. Of course. But but that it takes a special kind of movie. Not every, But for the most part, a lot of these movies, you have to have good dialogue. Without dialogue, you got shit.
2: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much, man. It's, uh... Yeah, pretty much. You're right. I don't know what else I can say, but definitely, you're fucking right. Um, let's see who else... Not who else. Where else can we go now? I'm, I mean, I'm at the part right now where he just left the candy store. And, uh, he got... Not the candy store, the little pharmacy. He was, uh, he was caught... He he accidentally stole a toothbrush because the uh, old man Marley walked in and scared the shit out of him. And this is where the burglars start following him home. Burglars obviously being Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern start following him home and figure out he is home alone. Yeah. <laughs> now, we should point out
0: their, uh, their uh, little tag name was the Wet Bandits. Right, right. What did you think of the gimmick of uh, them leaving the water running? To kind of like leave their mark. <laughs> that was, I don't know why, but that, that that was just dumb fun to me. I, I used to like that little gimmick. That's
2: dirty, bro. That you come home, not only is your house robbed and torn apart, but flooded. Oh,
0: that was. You think that was a dick move?
2: <laughs> that's a big. That's a giant dick move right there, man. Big giant dick move. Yeah, but uh, you know, Kevin Mc, uh, Kevin McAllister in this movie plays the. Not only is he smart, but he's very sneaky. You know, he hides from these guys in the nativity scene. They they drive by his house at night. He has all these. Where did he get these cardboard cutouts and mannequins from? I don't know. Does anyone just have a bunch of cardboard cutouts hanging around their house that they can put up to make it look like there's people
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, they they never really established how, but it was, once again. It, it's one of those things that you just had to accept it. It's a fucking movie.
2: Yeah, I mean, he has actual mannequins. I mean, you know, besides Vince Russo, how many people have cardboard cutouts at their house? Yeah, you know.
0: Another dead giveaway. Get another dead giveaway that this was filmed in Chicago. The big ass Michael Jordan cut.
2: Yeah, dude. Again, John Hughes loves Chicago. Loves it. So, yeah, this is obviously filmed in Chicago. And you had said earlier, would you get John Candy in this movie? What? Uh, John fucking Hughes, man. He loves using the same people. But, uh, yeah, of course we do get a John Candy, uh, one of my favorite actors. I know Shaheen calls him the, the funny fat guy. That's sad as hell. But <laughs> <laughs> John Candy was more than his weight, damn it. You know, John Candy was one that I kind of grew up watching. He really was. I mean, if you go back to his movies, that was my time. I mean, you know, Summer Rental. uh, You know, I'd mentioned um, Who's Harry Crumb. Yeah. You know, I mean, trust me, we talked enough about John Candy on the Plains, Trades, and Automobiles. I'm not going to sit here and put him over again, but just, I grew up with the guy. And he really was, he was just like, he, he He was one of the funniest actors at the time to me. You know, before. I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. They don't, they don't, honestly, they don't make them like that anymore. No, uh, before I got to understand the comedy of like Eddie Murphy and uh, really, you know, people like that, John Candy was to me one of the funniest guys alive. You know, he was hilarious. And, you know, the older I got, the more I got to appreciate him. So, I do really, you know, he, he's, he's got a soft spot with me, and he always will.
0: Now, uh, I guess in that same vein, since we're on that subject, did you ever catch any of that uh, SCTV? I didn't. I caught, like, because I know he came out of there, uh, Rick Moranis, mm-hmm. uh,
2: Martin Short. Yeah. Uh, that whole crew, I mean, I, I, those were some funny dudes, man. Like sh- Rick Moranis had it for a while, and then he just, he quit. He just quit.
0: Oh, he had a good reason. I think his wife had cancer or something. And he just said, you know, fuck the acting shit. I need to be with my family. Well,
2: that's, you know, one thing. But, I mean, let's face it. After the Honey, I Shrunk series, he probably didn't need one more penny in his bank account. Oh, yeah. I love I love Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. I saw that
0: in the movie. I love that fucking movie. Yeah,
2: he uh, he made tons of money off those movies. Rick, Rick, and, you know, Ghostbusters. Rick oh, Moranis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little he Shop- probably
0: looked at his bank account one day and said fuck it,
2: fuck it. Little Shop of Horrors you still see new, pro- new products coming out for that movie bro Still, go to a Spencer I guarantee there's something in there that says Little Shop of Horrors on it
0: now let me ask you did you ever see that other movie he did uh, Little Giants with uh, Ed O'Neill that was a good one I don't think so you have to see that movie it was about uh, Little League football they were like opposing coaches it's been years since I've seen it I can't remember where they were high school like Ed O'Neill used to bully him in high school with a friend's brother something like that but I know the gist of it was they were opposing coaches on our little league football teams
2: yeah yeah I've never seen that I'll check that out though
0: and uh, another one uh, Clifford Martin Short I'll oh, let yeah. fucking. Movie. yeah that one I've seen actually and uh, what'd you think of uh, what's the other guy uh, Charles Grodin did you like
1: him?
2: Uh, no. <laughs> no, no. He was never, I mean, I know he was, what was he in those Beethoven movies and shit? No, I. he never grew on me. I never liked that dude. I think. Yeah, I liked the Beethoven movie, but I figured you would have liked the
0: more uh, what that movie did with De Niro. The Midnight Run? Yeah, it was alright, but,
2: eh. Not one of De Niro's best, but it was, it was decent for his time. Yeah, I mean it was a it was an older movie of his. It was what it was for the time, but it it wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible. I mean, I've I've definitely seen it. I just wasn't. I've never been a huge Charles Grodin fan. I think he's kind of uh, bland. Blah. blah. Very. Yeah. 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 He's kind of bland. So I don't know, but um, you know, obviously, uh, obviously, throughout this whole movie, his family. If they were going to Paris for Christmas, they do end up in Paris. They do everything they can to try to fly back. They never explain where the husband got on a flight to. They just basically focus on the mom trying to get back to her child, Yeah, which obviously is, you know, a, a mother will do anything to get back to her child, which is the obviously the point they were trying to make in this movie yeah
0: so what, you know and what a 360 i mean i mean mm-hmm. once again continuity i mean as unrealistic as this movie is in parts there was a certain there was a, i love the continuity like i said in the beginning they established that there's kind of like a i don't want to say a bad relationship but it's a strenuous relationship between mother and son but i would say about 25 to 30 minutes in you start to see that both of them start to realize on on separate sides of the world that Damn, I really do
2: love him. I really do love her. You know. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, of course. That's that's the obviously the the moral of the movie, if you will, is you know, uh, no matter what's said, family is family. Family comes first. Yeah, that's pretty much the the, you know the premise of the whole movie, but it does show her trying to get back, trying to get back, Uh, and you know, finally she does get to. I think she's in Ohio or something and she does end up meeting John Candy. But uh you know there there there, there there's a few scenes though in this movie that Macaulay Culkin really became known for. Um you know we are, we already talked about the aftershave and the yell scene. Um but the scene where he's obviously in the bathroom singing. He kind of reprised that in Uncle Buck where he's doing the dishes and you know singing and dancing to the song. Yeah. Uh, Kind of just became Macaulay Culkin, but of course you get the, you know, the Macaulay Culkin scream there, but yeah. uh, it, you know it's um, it it did become you know it's it this has become one of the, a lot of people's top Christmas movie though, yeah hell I've quoted a
0: few things from this uh, movie over the years as a kid because uh, I had the uh, Macaulay Culkin doll because like I said this guy, this kid was everywhere when this movie came out well. You know what's funny? Video games, kid. You know, dolls the whole nine.
2: Yeah, and you know what's funny? My my eight year old actually does look a lot like Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> a lot, like we, he's we, eight. Yeah, he's little blonde headed kid. Looks looks about like Macaulay Culkin. Then you must teach him one of my favorite lines from this movie. Oh
0: God! No, no, it's, it's, it's kid friendly. <laughs> Remember the movie he was watching throughout the movie. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal! Yeah, yeah. I said yeah. that a lot as a kid. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines yeah, <laughs> from the movie. I
2: I used to use the "Keep the change, you filthy animal." I used to use that when I was little, when I was you know young. But uh, yeah, yeah. My 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 eight year old coincidentally looks a lot like Macaulay Culkin. I could probably find a picture of him doing the Macaulay Culkin face on my fiance's Facebook if I went back. But uh, yeah, he looks a lot like this kid Blonde hair, blue eyes, kind of the same shaped face. Yeah, my Logan looks a lot like him. So we've made him do the face a few times, though.
0: I mean, you—we already talked about the scene where he um accidentally uh, shoplifts a uh, toothbrush from the uh, mom and pop shop. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, <laughs> I don't know—I don't know if you uh, ever noticed this. But Remember the part where, as he's walking out, and uh, the lady keeps saying, Uh, you pay for that hair, young man, young man, and then and then what was the kid's name, Johnny Jimmy? And then it's like it Jimmy. was like a Superman moment, yeah, it, and he had like the 1950s hairstyle. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was like the whitest moment I ever saw on camera, and
2: he had one <laughs> line,
0: shoplifter. <laughs> like did you honestly I felt like Jesus I was watching it early I felt like Jesus when did I, did I fall asleep and wake up in 1958
2: yeah I, I yeah yeah that was I I always wondered what the hell was going on there because like they that had the was music,
0: it was like the, if you listen to have like a little theme play, and he just kind of looks up like Superman or something like I gotta jump into action
2: yeah yeah Jimmy I, I'm kind of always did wonder if that was sort of a Superman Jimmy Olsen kind of moment that he was looking to looking to do there, uh obviously, we can't ask John Hughes, but
1: i yeah, I, don't, I don't know it's like one of
0: those little things. I always wondered what was up with that scene,
2: <laughs> yeah, it was a little odd, a little odd, but uh it again, a great scene in the movie, you know, just a cool, but yeah, he had one little line where he runs out, looks at a cop, and just goes, shoplifter." And, you know, Kevin, of course, is sneakier than the cop and gets away from the police officer, so. Yeah. uh, Another moral of the story is the adults are stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Here, I got a... This is the only picture I can find. I'll post this picture in a second of my kid.
0: While you're looking that up, what did you think of the tagline of uh, Home Alone? Let me see. Let me see. A family comedy without the family. I thought that was great. (laughs)
2: Very clever.
0: <laughs> like if you're in a family comedy would have to like damn, like what happened to those days when Hollywood was actually creative with shit? Yeah.
2: I yeah, that that, that well and this was this was the days where Hollywood was still making movies. You know, making and not remaking everything. But I don't know. That, that that that's not that bad of a timeline. Of a um of a line for the movie. That's not bad.
0: No, I liked it. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I wish they were still creative like that.
1: Yeah.
2: Not anymore. Too tiring. Too tiring. Now we just have to remake everything.
0: Now, I guess another scene I wanted to bring up, because I guess she was the only... Because, once again, we keep talking about how this movie's unrealistic in a lot of respects. Like, for example, it's never really explained how Kevin comes across money to go to the store, to buy groceries, get this that and
2: remember he breaks into buzz's life savings. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Sorry. Didn't mean to let you down there, but yeah, they do. That that that's one of the things in the movie they do explain. Now it only shows him grabbing Oh yeah, a, yeah, you're right
0: with the playboy. Here. Right.
2: Now it only shows him grabbing a few dollars. But I mean, I guess if you really think about it, those could have been hundreds or whatever, but you know, but yeah, it definitely looked like he only pulled out a few dollars, so All right, you know what? I just found the picture I was looking for. All right, here we go. Copy. There we go. Let me post a quick picture of my kid for you right here in the chat room. Let's see. There's my son. And right beside that picture, she actually has Macaulay Culkin. Wow. So... (laughs) Yeah, you can see here. I got Macaulay Culkin. Is he more for like
0: classes. a hybrid uh, Kevin McAllister, James Ellsworth?
2: That's about, hey. <laughs> I like Ellsworth. <laughs> but he does look, you got to admit, my kid uh, I mean, you know, obviously, no. I'm just, I'm sorry no one else can see this, but nah, he's just, he's halfway doing the face, halfway being a goofy kid. He's a very. Hey,
0: you sign him up for acting
2: classes, you never know. Yeah, he is a very goofy kid, though.
0: Yeah, he might have something.
2: Yeah. A lot of goofy kids have made money in his business. Listen, uh, we've been told to put him in modeling, but uh I don't want to do that to my child. But uh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh <laughs> P Megs brings up another great line in the movie. Oh, Buzz's girlfriend, woof. <laughs> another
0: shit, another underrated line when is when when he's flipping through the Playboy. Yeah. And he kinda tosses it like everybody's naked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like how little he would, not, like, think about it. It like, picture yourself, Box, at eight, nine years old. Uh-huh. If you come across, like, one of your dad's old Playboys, would you look at it like, ugh, gross? Or would you be like, ugh?
2: Eight years old. Eight, nine years old? Eight years old, I was probably still would have, I, I believe that was probably still, what the hell is this? Maybe. I'm trying to think. No. Yeah. Maybe. You were still
0: you were still in that uh, girls have cooties phase? I think I might have been at eight years old. I might have been.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think I was. I think it was like the next year where I was kind of discovering yeah. that uh, girls got something I wouldn't mind getting into. Uh,
0: frankly enough, I don't think you'll find too many eight, nine-year-olds today that will go, ew.
2: <laughs> no. No shit. They don't need fucking magazines anymore. They got fucking internet. They can look up hardcore porn without even fucking telling anybody anymore a struggle of what it was to hide shit
0: from your parents way back when. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, man. You had to, you had to hide shit and uh, hide magazines. Now you can just fucking put it on the computer, and parents can't use computers. Yeah. Well, I can. My kid's gonna have a tough time, but he keeps finding tricks. Though he's pretty smart, man. He's pretty fucking smart, my 8-year-old. I, I, I'm amazed sometimes at what he can do on this computer. I mean, he's got a game called Gary's Mod. He figured out how to go to a website, get add-ons for the game, and how to put them in and everything by himself, 8 years old. Wow. I was impressed.
0: Yeah, You have a boy genius Swing your hands down. He's
2: very technologically uh, gifted. So, you know, that's a good thing. But, um, you know, my parents scream and yell, oh, you got to watch out. He's He's getting too involved in the video game. I'm like, yeah, that's all right. When he's writing video games and, you know, buying me houses, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Because he's that, I mean, he these games now, they're all open world. You just go in and you start building. You build whatever you want in these games now. So that's what he does. He goes in, he builds them, he makes things, he did this, he does. And I'm like, dude, I was like 18 before I even had a computer. Yeah. And, and I was like, I think I was like 22 before I even had like one in my house as my own computer.
0: Now, let me ask you, these games are free, right? That he's uh, downloading and buying? Yeah. Yeah, because I was watching the court show with no joke. You know how, like, a lot of the games you download on your phone or your computer, they have, like, a little fee to them? hmm Somebody, I don't know how this even happened, somebody charged up, like, $1,000 on somebody's phone bill, oh. and, like, six, 700 of it was the games.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: But she was buying, like, you had to buy, like, the PowerPoints and this, that, the extra stuff. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah. The hell, you got going on in your life that you spending six seven hundred hours on games. Well,
2: thank God I, you I I got to put my thumbprint in. You can't buy anything on my phone without my print, my thumb.
0: That's how I got mine set up too. Yeah,
2: yeah, you must have an iPhone. So yeah, I got mine all set up like that. I no no no, and you know what? We did find my son. We, <laughs> he did get a few things on Amazon one day from his Kindle that we didn't realize we hadn't blocked. And uh, he bought four or five games, but he only charged up like thirty-two dollars total.
0: Yeah, but still, yeah, but still, thirty,
2: 30 big difference between thirty-two and six, seven hundred. <laughs> Shit, charge up six, seven hundred. I'd be suing somebody too.
0: Nah, you would be suing him, pulling the gun on him, <laughs>
2: ass whooping. <laughs> nah, he wouldn't have known he did it. Although, I me mean, maybe he did. I don't know. <laughs> you never know with that kid. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's a... I don't know. I got a feeling he's going to be a uh, computer programmer. He loves computers. He wants to learn how to animate. like, I don't even know how to do that.
0: Nice. He might create the uh, next generation toy story. Love those movies, by the way.
2: Uh, Well, the only thing he can... I mean, he can draw. I can't draw shit. I can't draw a stick person legible. You know what I mean? I'm that bad. He, he can fucking he's he can think of what he wants. Like he's like Shaheen, he can take his his thoughts and put them on paper. Nice. I can tell my thoughts to people, but I can't put them on paper.
0: Yeah, I would definitely like kind of like uh grow that you know aspect of it. You know. Oh, we are. Maybe get some acting acting classes, uh, some drawing classes. Never know. You might have a little uh, goober
2: in your hands. We'll figure it out, man. We'll figure it out. Yeah, B is in the chat saying he doesn't use the Google Wallet. I don't either. I'm not putting my credit card numbers in my phone. Fuck that. <laughs> I don't think so. If I forget my credit card, I forget my credit card. So old
0: school cash always works. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same.
2: Yeah. Um. Anyway, we I, I guess we can get back to the movie real quick. Uh. You know, he, he does figure out, he does overhear the burglars saying they are coming to his house. And he does go, Kevin McAllister in the movie does go to visit Santa. Um, Of course it's not Santa, but, uh, yeah. you know what?
0: <laughs> he acknowledges that fact that. You know
2: what? <laughs> fuck it. I'll play it. Here we go.
1: I know you're not the real Santa Claus.
2: What makes you say that? Just out of curiosity.
1: I'm old enough to know how it works. All right. But I also know that you work for him. I'd like you to give him a message. Shoot. I'm Kevin McAllister, 671 Lincoln Boulevard. Do you need the phone number? No, that's right. Okay, this is extremely important. Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. no Tories, nothing but Peter, Kate, Buzz, Megan, Linny, and Jeff, and my aunt and my cousins. And if he has time, my uncle Frank. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's see what I can do. Thanks. Wait, hold on a second.
2: All right. Uh, obviously, the uh, the turning point in the movie. Every movie has a turning point where the uh, he realizes all he wants is his family. After saying he wishes they were gone, now the only thing he wants is his family back. <laughs> It's a sad part. So, you know, but it is a turning point where he does realize, God damn, I miss these fucking people. So, you know, and Santa tries to pull away in his broke-down Hyundai, and it breaks down. But... <laughs> and by the way, the guy who's playing Santa in this movie, um, do, do you recognize who he is? Uh, no. Did you ever see... Um... God damn it! Um, ah, ah, Down he Periscope.
0: Familiar to me, but I couldn't put my finger on who no, he might have been. Uh,
2: Down Periscope.
0: Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah.
2: He was the cook in Down Periscope.
0: Hmm. I have to go back and look at it, but yeah, they, yeah, I know, I remember that movie
2: though. Yeah, he was in the. He was. He's actually been in a few things. He's been in. Um, Jesus, he might have been in NYPD Blue, for all I know. Here, let me find out real quick. Here, I got him right here. He was in some of the stuff that I remember him. He was in Coyote Ugly.
0: Okay. what's his name?
2: Ah, hold on a second. Uh Ken Hudson Campbell.
1: Hmm.
2: Ken Hudson Campbell. Uh been doing acting for a long time. Uh, this was one of his bigger roles, believe it or not. This quick one. He, but he was in Groundhog Day and it was a quick scene in there. Oh wait, is that the guy that uh, Bill Murray knocked out? Yes, Is he that guy? yeah, the man in the hallway that he knocks out. Yes.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I love Groundhog Day.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he was Max in Armageddon, the guy that um he gets blown up in the uh, on the uh, asteroid they're on. Ah. Uh-huh. So he was in uh, Armageddon. Like I said, he was in um, Cody Ugly. He was in Doctor Doolittle Two. He was the friend of um the friend that he goes to see at the zoo um, let's see what else has he been in recently recently? He was in Mike and Molly for a while, and uh he's got a couple things coming out uh next year. good for him. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's another one of those. You know, we always talk about the the underrated guys you don't always know or see. He's one guy. When I see him, I'm like, God, I fucking know that guy. Um, he was in a TV show early back that I used to watch. Herman's Head. Wow. Yeah. If you remember Herman's Head, he was also one of the one of the. Uh, one of the uh, the things in that movie. One of the um. Uh, what do you call that? Voices. Sorry. I started drinking.
0: Yeah. Hey, it's one of those things. It's yes. Friday night,
2: and the lighter is flicking. So yeah, 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 yeah. He was in Herman's head. It wasn't. It was a popular Fox comedy at the time. Yeah. Fox had very... a lot of fucked up shit,
0: but uh. It's funny, man. Like Fox, Would you say Fox is like the last of the renegades when it comes to the shit that they still air? Mm,
2: I really believe Fox is in a... In my opinion, Fox is trying to be the next Comedy Central. Yeah. They're trying to be that hip, edgy... You know, we curse after this time, too. Hey, watch us instead of South Park. You know, hey, watch Rescue Me, not South Park. But well, um, I don't in know. In a lot
0: of ways, though, they were like, if you really think about it, the history of it, they were like the original Comedy Central. They kind of were. It, it, but, you know, Comedy Central just took... They the, took, I mean, Comedy Central took it to another level. They, but did. they by, did. By eighty standards, when they had, on uh, was it, Married with Children?
2: hmm And then yeah. FX came along and really started taking shit over, too, so... I don't know, I mean, a lot of TV stations are just trying, starting to get edgier, and, you know, since we have a wrestling show, it's just, you know, so I, I'll mention it, and stuff like wrestling is getting more PG every day. Yeah. Strange. P- P- everyone else is trying to get edgier, and, you know, one of the <laughs> yeah. crazy stuff, man.
0: What kind of world do we live in where you're more likely to hear the word bitch? On ABC at nine o'clock, the Monday Night Raw <laughs> on yeah. the USA Network. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, 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 You're more likely to hear the word bitch on like Elementary <laughs> at fucking seven o'clock at night than you are Raw at fucking you know nine o'clock, ten o'clock. But anyway, we don't want to. We, we, we don't have to get into wrestling tonight. We're we're uh, we're here now. After the Santa part, another touching part happens. Um, we, we obviously have to get into this part because this this, this is another uh, sad turning point in the movie. Yeah. He actually ends up uh, going to church to try to pray for his parents to come back. And old man Marley walks in and sits beside him. Yes, and he, in a rare moment of mm-hmm. clarity, gets they get to know each other. And old man Marley basically spills his heart, telling him about it, some problems he's had with his son. Uh, basically he would do anything, give up anything to have more time with his son. Uh, you know, that's why, you know, the, the rumor was he killed his whole family and they were never to be seen again, but there wasn't enough evidence, man, to put him in jail. So, you know, that was the rumor. Obviously the, you know, we find out the true story is they, they had some issues. Um, and you know, that's it. But, uh this is another turning point in the movie. It brings an, it, 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 it's, it's another person that Kevin can identify with in the movie, family problem to family problem, uh, obviously, which is why they brought this scene up besides the fact that John Hughes loves doing stuff like this and having these adorable touching parts.
0: And then also provided a little bit of foreshadowing Mm -hmm. because if this scene doesn't happen,
2: who knows? If this scene doesn't happen, you don't get the touching scene at the end, you know which we'll we'll get into but uh, I mean there's really only half hour of the movie left and I mean we're not going to go over everything that he does to the robbers. Um, but yeah, this conversation with, uh, old man, Marley, I hate calling him that, but that's his name in the movie. So I'm not, I'm not being rude and calling him an old man. Oh, man. That's
0: how he's credited. <laughs> it, it, so, it, old it man is. Marley.
2: Check IMDB. I am not trying to be disrespectful. Uh, his name is old man, Marley. Marley. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to be huge. And t- not related to Bob Marley. Stop it, calling it would be him be hilarious old man. if he was. Yeah. Stop calling him old man. Sorry. I'm reading from IMDB fuckers. Um, But yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a, and, and it was a nice, cool scene with them too. Actually, you know, he he, he spills his guts, and Kevin McAllister, Kevin realizes that, you know, they they kind of have the same problems, and they shake hands, and he Kevin realizes, actually gave
0: him a little pep talk about,
2: yeah, How, he,
0: he, talk to your son, you know, reach but out. What if he doesn't want to talk to me? Yeah. We shall know. <laughs> that, I don't know. For some reason, that just kind of cracked. I mean, it was a touching scene. But it was just kinda it was kinda hilarious watching an eight year old play a psychiatrist. Well his, he, old man. But you
2: know what? Kids actually do get give, give give good advice. You know why? They don't have any shame. They don't know consequences of things. And sometimes they'll tell you something and you'll be like, Man, I wish I could legally do that, but I can't <laughs> you know? But I mean sometimes kids will just give advice and you know, when you think about it it's it's not bad if you can break through some of it. Basically, yeah, he's
0: without filters. Like, yeah, yeah.
2: Basically what, what he said was the worst he can tell you is no, you know, and how many times have I've heard that from my father a ton of times. And being a salesman, we say that all the time. Anyway, the worst a customer can say is no. The worst thing they can do is throw you out of the account. Life sucks. You go get another one, yeah. you know, but uh, he does come back from this meeting, and this is a meeting, I don't know, meeting, whatever, whatever you call it, church gathering. And uh, he breaks out his battle plan for the two robbers, obviously Pesci and Daniel Stern, coming up to uh, rob his house. He dumps water on the front stairs because it's freezing temperatures. He's heating up things to put on the door handles, uh, Buzzes tarantulas walking around. Uh, you know, obviously things that I'm not sure how many kids would have thought of. I don't know why they had roofing tiles and roofing tar hanging around the house, but doesn't everybody?
0: Oh, famous scene from both movies. The uh, paint can spot with the, that's tied to the rope. hmm That was actually a little uh, homage. They actually uh, paid that off in both movies.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they definitely... Yeah, they did. You're right. Uh, he... Tars, I mean, he's got tars and feathers. He puts out stars and Christmas ornaments for him to step on. He sets the house up. Everyone knows what he does in this part of the movie. This is basically, I'm not even going to say basically, this this is the best part of the movie. This is the scene of the movie people will remember this movie for. Yeah. You know, this whole scene is what it's remembered for. Uh, you know, all the torture he puts these guys through. And these two guys play such good parts in this movie, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, you talk. I mean, you know, I want to bring this up. You know, we, you put over John Candy. You know, we, you know, I, I'll always put over Joe Pesci. I mean, if he never did another good movie in his life, I'll always let that do for Goodfellas and Home Alone. <laughs> but Daniel Stern is another guy, man. He's been around forever. Yeah. I don't think he gets the credit he deserves, man. He he's been in a lot of
2: good things. He does, and I mean, obviously, everyone thinks of him for more City Slickers. Yeah, City Slickers, Home Alone. Yeah, um, but I, I really think people know have have him known for City Slickers though, which is really what I, I somehow he got more known for that than this movie. Sometimes you'll be like, you know, that's the guy from uh, Home Alone, and they're like, Oh yeah, it is. And you're like, because he's, he's very clean shaven in City Slickers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he doesn't he, he doesn't look. My, I mean, you he can tell by the voice. He's got the voice you can remember. I mean, you could facial. I could tell who he is, but I guess if
0: you're if you're not really like a astute movie a movie person mm-hmm. like that, you're not going to really pay attention necessarily.
2: Yeah, and he's done a ton of a ton 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 of movies, um, tons I haven't even heard of. But I mean, he was even in Born in East L.A. the Cheech and Chong movie. Uh, uh, let's see, My Blue Heaven. That's one of my favorite. And you know what? We just talked about Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis and Steve Martin in that movie. If you haven't seen My Blue Heaven, see it. I believe it's on Hulu. Uh, but yeah, he was in City Slickers. He came back also in Home Alone 2. Rookie of the Year.
0: Yeah, I liked him in a little movie. I, I don't know if you saw it. Uh, uh, Celtic Pride. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people shit on that movie, but I liked it. Fuck it. I liked it. yeah.
2: And, you know, kind of after... He really didn't do a lot. He did a bunch of small things. He started doing some pretty much little quick TV, TV roles. And uh, that's pretty much all he's been doing is just some TV roles lately. You know, just coming in and that's it. He was just in the um, series Manhattan. Oh, wow. From 2014 to 15. It's canceled already. <laughs> <laughs> Not,
0: I was about to say, wow, let me check it out but I well, no hope of
2: that that's probably on Hulu, let me see, what was that about? that sounds like a show I might like
0: especially if he was a cop
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm trying to see uh, set against oh, no, this doesn't seem, set against the backdrop of the greatest clandestine race against time and history of science with the mission to build the worst first atomic bomb no, I don't like this uh uh-huh. not. I heard Manhattan,
0: and for some reason, I I got, I got like a cop vibe, or like an NYPD blue, or a uh, law and order vibe.
2: Nah, the, the really the 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 only cop shows out right now that are worth watching are Blue Bloods, and Shades of Blue is coming back next month. Uh, right now, and Chicago PD. Oh, you
0: just, Shades of Blue, that's the one that was uh, J-Lo and uh, Ray Liotta, right? And
2: Ray Liotta, it is set to come back out, I believe, January, February, hold on one sec, Uh... I completely forgot, that was on my to-watch list, and I watched literally like one episode, and then I just, (laughs) I forgot about it. Check that out, check that out, man, that is, let's see, season two release date, I believe it's February? January 14th, January 14th.
0: I'm I'm glad they bring it back. because Even though oh. I haven't watched every episode from the first season, what I did see I did enjoy, so I'm glad to hear it's coming
2: back. No, actually it just says January. I'm sorry. January fifteenth, two thousand seventeen. I'm sorry. January fifteenth, it'll be coming back. Uh B Mags in the chat brings up criminal minds. What are your thoughts on that? Awesome show. He's right. That's actually I watched the the, the new one this week. That was uh, that 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 is another show worth watching. I go to um uh, I don't know if you've got uh Ion. I on TV. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they... they a big channel here in Philly, yeah. Dude, every Thursday, they do a Blue Bloods marathon. Every and Tuesday, Saturday,
0: they do, like, a Law and Order. They alternate you know, between every,
2: Law and, Order, and Criminal Intent or SVU. Yeah, and every Tuesday, they do a Criminal Minds. I I record... Actually, Tuesday and today, they did Criminal Minds today, too. I recorded, like... I got, like, five episodes to watch. But uh, that's a new one, but they're... um. They're switching up a little bit in that one. They're uh, getting rid of some of the old characters and bringing in a few new ones. But they're not, actually they're not. They're bringing back old characters and getting rid of some a few more old characters. But um, show is always worth watching. Criminal Minds is good. I like these show. I, I like the shows that get into the minds of serial killers.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Well. Dun dun dun.
2: <laughs> no, I, Documentaries and stuff like that are cool, but yeah, you know, I'm not really into them. I prefer a TV show. I like watching the whole thing in an hour unfold, fold, watch the drama in between. I, I think that's why Blue Bloods to me is really a great show. It's not just a cop show. It's a it's it's a cop show, but it's about a family of cops. So you oh it gets s- into their
0: personal lives. And it gets like that. into their
2: personal lives. You see what's going on. You know, you, you see how being a a family ingrained in justice like that is good, but it's also can hold back some of them. Right. It's uh, it's one of those things. It, it's really a, a different kind of cop show.
0: Now speaking of comedy, I we're gonna we're almost done with the movie, folks. But uh, real quick, since we're on this t- uh, cop show uh, topic. Which version of uh, Law & Order SVU Because I actually like that show. I haven't watched it in a little while. Mm-hmm. But did you like it when it was Stabler and Benson, or did you like it after, uh, I guess, uh, Stabler got written off?
2: I did like the Stabler and Benson. Um, you, think, you think it kind of lost something when they lost, uh, what was it, Christopher Maloney? Ma- uh, Ma- uh, yeah, Maloney. Um, I think it did. Um, now, Jesus Christ, you want to talk, uh, you could watch any Law and & Order and tie that into Oz. They took like everyone that worked at Oz and was like, "Hey, why don't you all come over here? We have a show for you." <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, even the original one, the 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 the, the psychiatrist was uh, Schillinger. Wow! You know, you go to that one, and then obviously in the second one, you had. Um, in uh, SVU, Christopher Maloney, but also in SVU, you had Ryan, the guy who played Ryan O'Reilly. He was also in there. He was, uh, him and, uh, uh, what's her name? Benson had a little thing going for a while. Oh,
0: she's gorgeous. I, I, I can't pronounce her name, but fuck it, she's gorgeous either way. <laughs>
2: Mariska Hardigay. Okay. Daughter of Jane Mansfield. Wow. Yep. Yeah, I did, I did read that. That's, that was actually a cool, fun fact. She is the daughter of Jane Mansfield. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I really think that her and uh, Christopher Maloney, they definitely had a great chemistry. I got to tell you, though, as long as Ice-T is on that show, I'm going to watch it.
0: <laughs> and I'm, I, I'm sorry, real quick, I ain't going to cut you off. No, so I gotta to dis-
2: I got to respectfully
0: disagree <laughs> with you, Megs. SVU is the best... Uh, alliteration of a Law & Order, Criminal Intent, eh, I, I, for my personal opinion, I never really got too much into that version
2: of the show. I actually, and I'm agreeing with BMX right here, Vincent D'Onofrio had the best run in Law & Order, Criminal Intent. Playing the, I guess you could call him a, an idiot savant in that show, was, he, he plays that, he played that character so amazing. If you really watched what he did, Vincent D'Onofrio... He really played like a really like he he got very psychological on him. He would get in their personal space a lot. Yeah. Which if you read that's a really a way to break someone is to stay in their personal space, get right in their face, right beside their cheek and talk to him and yell at him. Make him uncomfortable. Not only that, but when you get right in front of their face, talk really quiet. He like B. said. He did play a borderline psychopath. He was definitely a sociopath in that show, but um, yeah, he was incredible. And uh, obviously, they, they you know they had him blow up his character sort of a little bit, but um, you know he he did good. And I know before that it was uh, what's his name, Christopher Noth. Oh uh, yeah, it? That's how you yeah say yeah, it. yeah yeah. He's okay, and uh, he actually ended up coming uh, going over to. Uh, you know he, he he even came back to Criminal Intent for a while, but uh, Vincent D'Onofrio definitely. I'll watch any one of those with him in it, and uh, actually Eames, his partner, plays a psychiatrist in Blue Bloods, so I'll tie that in right now.
0: Wow! Now, uh, uh, did you ever watch uh, that show? What was that show? Damn it, Psych! You ever watch that?
2: Psych, I'm not a big fan of. He's uh...
0: I, for some reason like I didn't watch the I didn't watch it from beginning to end. So there's episodes out there that I haven't seen. Nah. It was like I tried watching the first season. It was like yeah, but the, but over time it actually kind of grew on me a little bit.
2: I I it's about a I mean basically Psych uh, for all you who haven't seen it is. About a guy who's, I guess, the only way to uh, – what would you call him? Uber observant? He's like a fake,
0: he's like a fake psychic. He's, Basically,
2: he's, he's really observant. The gimmick right. is
0: he play he pretends to be a psychic, but he's really just super observant. Yeah. And he just pays attention to shit, which, and that's how he's able to solve cases. Well,
2: which is really what most like, – most. that's what most of those fucking – and really, he's not trying to be a psychic. He's actually more of a, a mentalist in this show, but I guess there was already a show called The Mentalist, so they couldn't exactly, you know, copy it.
0: <laughs>
2: but th- 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 that's really what a mentalist is. They're they're very observant. They can see things that most people wouldn't notice, which would make them tell things about you. But um uh, you see, you see, you see, Psych is for someone like Bod who doesn't really care for the regular cop shows. Um and they, they probably would a sh- watch a show like Psych just to, you know, it, it's at least some sort of crime show they can enjoy. Um, B-Megs brings up Burn Notice. I tried to get into Burn Notice. Um, I could. Uh, I think I watched five minutes and I tapped out. I think <laughs> if I watched it from show one, I could get into it. But I haven't. I, I, I really probably. And it, it's on Netflix. It's It's on my list to uh, go through and watch. But it's kind of like, you know, Criminal Minds I love. I still haven't seen the first four seasons. And that shows into its fucking 12th season now. You wow. Know, you know, I mean, Law & Order, I haven't seen some of the first, first, first Law & Orders. I've seen them, you know, out of order. I haven't seen them in order. Uh, same, same, honestly,
0: I've never watched... The Original Law and Order. I don't think I've ever seen one episode from Other, there. The,
2: the ones with Jerry We're Orbach. On I've only really watched SVU. The ones with Jerry Orbach are excellent. I, I really will say that. But you got to realize Law and Order was on for fucking 20 years 1990 to 2010. That's a hell of a run. <laughs> 20 years, people. And it had so many spawns off of it. Let me see. Let me see if I can find all the Law & Order's here.
0: Criminal Intent. Yeah, Criminal Intent. Los Angeles was one, wasn't it? I'm sorry, that was CSI.
2: No, 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 no. Law & Order LA. I think you're right. Hold on a second. Law & Order. Okay, they had Law & Order. Here. See all results. Law & Order. Law & Order SVU was the next one to come out nine years later criminal intent came out 2 year 2001 law and order uk law and order la so there you go there's your los angeles um i know they had another one that was like law and order trial by jury yeah yeah i, I remember that one that never but i remember it that had uh one of the guys there it is law and order trial by jury um wow there was a bunch of older shows
0: jesus the I mean, the, the Simpsons twenty eighth season. My God, mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus! And they never aged. That's fucking amazing. About the, that's the one thing I will say about the Simpsons. They've kept that shit on fucking forever. They have, but man. nobody
2: seems to fucking age. And South Park isn't it? well. That's the good thing about cartoons. They don't have to age. That's why South Park can do what it does forever, dude. That's why they can do it forever because cartoons never have to age, bro. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, South, dude, South Park's been going since nineteen ninety, what seven? Yeah, 1997.
0: Yeah. 1997,
2: South Park has been going for. And they're still going. So, I mean, that's a fucking strong show too, man. But, uh, yeah, Law & Order has gone, yeah. The, the original Law & Order went 20 years. You know how fucking long it would take to watch 20? Dude, how many fucking episodes is that show?
0: God damn it. it and you figure each episode? you figure twenty seasons,
2: probably twenty five episodes a season. Uh probably twenty-three. I'm guessing I could be completely wrong. Uh give me a second here. Seasons see all. And once I hit that, it'll bring up how many shows there are. There are no didn't bring it up that way this time. God damn you. God damn you, IMDB. You're fucking with me. Quit fucking with me. Yeah, dude. Fuck it. 20 seasons. Do I need to do... 20 20 fucking seasons, man. And they went through a lot of people. I I believe the best ones were the uh, ones with uh, Jerry Orbach. If you don't know him, he was the dad from Dirty Dancing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you don't know him from that movie, please watch it. Um, I really like those episodes, I mean, but I mean tons of fucking episodes. I couldn't even, I, I I don't know if I'd be able to watch them all. Or you just have to kind of like episode a day. 456 episodes. Oh, yeah, I looked it up too much, yeah. Yep, Four. Hundred and fifty six fucking episodes. I can't watch that much, dude. But I, and if, like,
0: if you watch an episode, you can get it done probably about a year and a half mm, if you watch one episode a day.
2: <laughs> I would, I would. That's the problem. I would watch more than that. But I mean, Criminal Minds is the same way. It's going to like a twelfth season. Yeah, two thousand five. It's been around for. So this is almost an, another one I need to watch. All of but Criminal Minds, man. I, I, one of the, you know the good thing about that show is it's it's. They have a lot of facts in that show, uh-huh. and they're actually facts. <laughs> Most of their facts, you can go to Google and they're real. It's not bullshit, but uh, I really do like that show. But
0: um, Wait a minute. wait! I'm looking at uh, pictures here when I was looking. At one. Anthony Anderson was on Law & Order?
2: Yes, he was with um, – what's that guy's name? Uh, Constantine um, – fuck, give me a second here. What, 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 what's this, what's this, ew, it was recent. On again. was it this the was, original Ad Law and Order? Yeah. He, 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 I think he finished up that that show. Hold on a second.
0: The
2: well, fuck? Damn. Let me go to 2008. I believe it was 2008, 9, and 10 he was on that show for. No. I'm looking at the picture,
0: I'm like, is that Anthony Anderson? I,
2: I honestly did not know he was on that show. Yeah, he was. And he was good. He was very good. Here, I'll tell you right now. Let me go. Uh, here, I'll just look him up instead. That'd be easier to do.
0: Good God!
2: Yep, Anthony Anderson was on that show, and I, he was great. I thought he's another one who was on a he's he was in a ton of stuff, and I mean he gets his his props. But Anthony Anderson, yeah. Let's see, Law and Order. He did from. Oh, he was in Psych. He was in that. He was in Law and Order from yeah, two thousand ten. So he did the last year of of Law & Order, 50 episodes. So he did 2000, no, he was in there from 2008. He started mid-2008, 2009, 2010, so he did end the series. Wow, nice. And yeah, it was with him, I believe that guy's name is Constantine something. Uh, He was, uh, what is that guy's name? He was in Suicide Kings, so give me a second here. Another one of my favorite movies. Is that the one with uh... a... Walken. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Christopher Walken. Let me see. Who is that guy's name in the movie? He played... There he is. TK. No, Jeremy Sisto. I'm sorry. That's his name. Jeremy Sisto. You ever see Suicide Kings, bro? You got to check out Suicide Uh Kings. Jeremy Sisto was in Clueless and a bunch of other movies like that. So, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, you you you've probably seen a Breaking Point, um, pfft, Law and Order, uh, <laughs> Numbers. He did a couple episodes of Numbers. He's been in some stuff. I he, he's pretty cool. Yeah, my the main movie I, I know him from is Suicide Kings with Christopher Walken and uh, kid from um, yeah Roseanne. Oh, D. Oh, uh,
0: you mean DJ? No. Or uh, what the uh, the one that dated uh Darlene or Becky? Darlene. Uh, date the Big Bang uh get kid. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's
2: in it too. Guy like I forgot his name. I know his name. Guy like
1: mm-hmm. something
2: like that. Uh, uh J. Harry Thomas. Uh, Brad Garrett. Jeez, yeah, Brad. Brad Garrett's in that movie too. Ira, where the fuck is Ira in this movie? Jesus Christ, IMDb's fucking with me tonight, they don't like me.
0: Oh, oh, while you're doing that, um, since we're, you know, we're a movie slash TV review show. Johnny Galecki, we, you were right, go ahead, sorry. Johnny Galecki, I, I wanted to send out condolences and rest in peace to a Florence Henderson, that was a... Yeah. That was a her. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, she was 82, natural causes, but that, that I, I don't know, man, 2016, I put it, put it up on Facebook when it happened. This year can go fuck itself. <laughs> just, just, just go fuck itself. I worry for next year, bro. I'm not even gonna put it out there, man. But that that was, that one was sad because, um, <laughs> uh, you know, she was 82. But I will say that she took amazing care of herself, and outside of the natural aging process, she always looked like Carol fucking Brady. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. If you really look at it, she
0: she looked good for her age.
2: Yeah. And you know, if you have never watched. Speaking of Florence Henderson, if you'd ever watched the uh, Mike Tyson one-man show, uh-huh. you need to also somehow figure out how to watch that. I believe it's still on Netflix. Um, he talks about a story where she came to visit him in jail. <laughs> Wait a minute. And he's like, Carol yeah.
0: Brady visited Mike Tyson in jail? Yeah. Please tell us, Fox. Please. I...
2: I wonder if I can find it. Uh, By the way, it's it's, um... just
0: just that just the just the thought of Mike Tyson and Florence Henderson saying that in the same sentence is just gold waiting to happen.
2: (laughs) Let me see if I can find it real quick while we're talking about it. I mean, you know, we're uh, what was the name of this thing? I think it was called it was called Tyson. I forgot he was actually on Law and Order SVU ones, too.
0: I'm surprised. How have how have I not seen this?
2: I don't know, but uh, there is. I for, I forgot what it's called. God damn it! It came. Was it like a, a roasting type thing? Where no, it wasn't. It was. Um, it's on Netflix. I'll look it up in a second. Go to Netflix, type of Mike Tyson, to see if something pulls up with his name. It's like a, it's, it's a Mike Tyson one man show. He just talks. It's all he does. He tells his story. That's what he does. Here, hold on, Mike Tyson, Florence. See if I can find the Florence Henderson. Let me see if. uh wait, it might pull up. Unscripted, undisputed truth. That's what it is. Uh, if you haven't seen this, check it out. Check it out. Ah, oh, it's five minutes. Ah. All
0: right, all right, here's what here's what we'll do. We'll uh, ramp up Home
2: Alone real quick, and then we'll. I'll go play back it after. I'll play it after this. I think this might be where he tells. No, this isn't it. But you know what? I have a two-minute one here on a. He was he didn't he didn't he wouldn't see her. He was embarrassed. I have her telling the story, so I'll have her, oh. I'll, I'll 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 play that after the show and after we uh after we're not <clears throat> recording. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and wrap this up, and then we can um. Shoot the shit shoot real shit. quick Yeah, we'll shoot the shit I mean, it's we're, we're almost at uh, About an hour and a half in We're fine um, Yeah, we're about an hour and 40 in So yeah, let's uh, I, We pretty much I mean, you know He goes to his family We mentioned he does all the uh, Horrible stuff to Pesci and Daniel Stern um, After that, you know The cops come, blah, blah, blah But he uh, He does get his family back His mom does make it home Thanks to John Candy and the king of polka, 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 you never heard of it? Never heard of polka, 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 maybe you heard of it? Oh, no, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we, are,
0: yeah, we actually skipped over one little pivotal part. <gasps> they actually uh, catch him for a little bit. And they actually threatened to, like, bite off his fingers and all this kind of crazy shit. Correct. And, and then an old man Marley. Mm-hmm. Once again, apologies for calling him an old man, but yep. that's what he's credited it as. He comes up behind him with a shovel mm-hmm. and literally saves his life. So, once again, tying into the church scene, if that doesn't happen, Kevin yeah. would have been a dead duck.
2: Yeah. Yeah, which does tie in. And obviously, you know, we see that they became friends in the movie. And, um... You know, he do, his family does come back. Uh, somehow he has the house all cleaned up except Buzz's room. Never figured that one out, did you? Um, uh, well, yeah, he's, like, once again, one of those things we use. This is one of those things you really have to tear your brain We're off. We're not picking it apart. Uh, but this is another one thanks to John Candy or in the movie Gus Polinsky, the king of polka. Uh, she does get home to her her baby boy, her, Kevin, and, um, you know, we right after that, you know, they, they hug, he's happy to see her, you know, oh, I'll never leave you again, and the rest of the family starts coming in, but what else happens? Kevin looks out the window, and old man Marley is holding, hugging his son and holding his uh, granddaughter.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie, man. Between Kevin reunited with his mom and that scene, I got I, I always get a little bit choked up at the end. <laughs> oh, geez. come on, man! It's an emotional moment, man. Come on, it, it, it's 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 cool moment. Don't
2: make me bring up my soundboard for for, for THD for, for THD. <laughs> Don't make me do it. Nah, nah, no.
0: Nah, all jokes aside, though, it, it it was it was just like a cool little tie-in because, like you know, that scene in the church. Where the, where this old man is breaking down, like, you know, he's there, he's basically almost like a stranger, like a creepy old man having to sit in the shadows watching his granddaughter, because he can't, he doesn't have any type of relationship with his son. So to see them, even though they don't really kind of delve deep into it at the end there, just to see that they had that resolution, they kind of came together, he actually has a relationship with his granddaughter, his son again, it was kind of cool to see.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, well, I mean, look, it's I, you know, I mean, we said before, it's a touching moment. It, look, this is a, it is a cutesy, adorable movie. I'm not gonna lie, it is, and you know, me having kids, it's, you know, it does definitely gives me a little, a little warm feeling sometimes. But I'm, I, I ain't gonna cry or nothing. I, I ain't no pussy. Anthony. <laughs> Anthony. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got Ice Cube
0: on the line. <laughs> <laughs> I was just watching. Our man never smiles.
2: He always <laughs> he he looks perpetually pissed off all the time. <laughs> I was just watching straight out of Compton before I walked in here actually. Um <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh as usual, most of the time at the end of the movie, we always go through the trivia. I like doing this. In the original script, Uncle Frank was actually the real mastermind behind Harry and Marv robbing the McAllister's house. I'm glad they didn't go down that route. I am too. Uh, Joe, Pesci, Joe Pesci deliberately avoided Macaulay Culkin on the set because he wanted him to think he was really mean.
0: Ha oh, ha interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh the picture of Kevin. The picture Kevin finds of Buzz's girlfriend was actually a picture of a boy made up to look like a girl because director Christopher Columbus thought it would be too cruel to actually make fun of a girl like that. Uh the boy that was used in the photo was the art director's son.
1: <laughs> there nice. you go. Who uh
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay, now the movie that Kevin is watching on videotape, we all we 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 mentioned it earlier is uh it was called Angels with Filthy Souls. Um so there there you go. That was the name of that movie. Uh this movie was a, we mentioned it earlier was entered into the Guinness Book of World Records as the highest box office grossing comedy 530 th- Wait a minute. Five hundred and thirty-three million dollars internationally.
0: That that that's fucking insane. That
2: if Virgil ever hears this,
0: that's real fuck you money. That's real fuck money, <laughs> dude.
2: That is fuck money. That's
0: you can buy your own island and tell everybody to kiss your ass. Yeah, money that you can live on forever and not have to deal with people ever again.
2: Okay. Um, here's another one that Anthony's probably going to cry over. Uh, Catherine O'Hare revealed in 2014. <laughs> O'Hare revealed in 2014 that Macaulay Culkin still calls her mom. Aww. Aww. <laughs> uh, John Candy. We all know he is the fucking man. John Candy improvised all of his lines. No shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bod mentioned this in the chat. I'm going to elaborate on it. Bod said, yeah, he really bites Kevin or him in that scene. He's talking about Kevin. Um, during rehearsal for the scene where Harry attempts to bite off Kevin's finger, Joe Pesci actually bit his finger, which did leave a small scar. Um, He, he old-school method acting right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Joe this is so joe pesci when when you hear this one you're gonna go yeah no shit joe pesci kept forgetting that he was filming a family movie during his character's on-screen outbursts so tremendous so, so director christopher columbus advised him to say fridge instead of the f word so i guess he was just going fuck oh shit oh my god if they ever release like an uh like an
0: unrated extreme edition of a home alone they gotta include these outtakes because that'd be
2: fucking gold that's awesome i
0: I just want to see the outtake today (laughs) might be in there
2: um the line (laughs) the line where kevin is chasing the guys through the house and he says you guys give up or you thirsty for more that was improvised by him Nice, nice. Yep. yep. The concept for this movie originated during the filming of a scene in Uncle Buck in which Macaulay Culkin plays a character who interrogates a would-be sitter through a letterbox. Uh, that was obviously um, uh, the girl who played John Candy's uh, girl f- fiance in that movie. Fuck, I forgot her name. She was in Streets of Fire. I forgot her name. Um... By the way, uh, if you're noticing, the cousin in this movie, Fuller, looks a lot like Kevin. He's the one that they make fun of for wetting the bed. Does look a lot like Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, that's his younger brother, Kieran. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the second the kid holds up his face in that scene where they tell him, go easy on the soda, you're like, yep, yeah, that's a Culkin.
0: <laughs> all you got to do to tell a Culkin boy is look at the lips. Where? The lips are generally a dead giveaway. Boy, because they have none. Um, they good. don't. But what you what they do have in lips that they're like red,
2: bright, red as shit. Shit, they could buy lips at this point. Um, Kevin, uh, let's see. In May eleventh, that house used to film actually went for two point four million. Sold for one point five though.
1: Yeah.
2: Was listed for for two point four. Sold for 1.5, about a year later. Um The map that he pulls out to uh go... The, Macaulay Culkin actually drew that map. John Candy filmed his, filmed his part in one day. One take, Johnny. One day. 23-hour day, he filmed it. The story about having once forgotten his son at a funeral home, of course. I just said they were all improvised. Um... Obviously, this was inspired by his part in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. So, god damn, man. God. John Hughes loved John Candy. Obviously, they were incredible friends. Yeah, and I, and I honestly, I got a
0: newfound respect. I mean, I was, always, I was a Candy fan, but I got a newfound respect for the man. If he came on a set and not only improvised all his lines but knocked it out in one day and was just like, all right, see y'all later. (laughs) Yeah. uh, That's that's fucking talent right there. A
2: a deleted scene has a shot of Marvin Harry singing their own demented version of Santa Claus is coming to town. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I know DVDs and Blu-rays are, like, becoming, like, a
0: thing of the past, but somebody needs to get on a fucking uh, extended version of Home Alone with all of this shit added in. <laughs> I would buy it in a heartbeat.
2: Wow. Um. Daniel Stern wore rubber feet for the barefoot scenes. Didn't want to walk around barefoot. I bet. Uh, yep, 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 yep. Let's see. What else here is, uh... According to... Here we go. John Hurd. Who plays the dad, uh Kevin's dad, in this in this movie. Let's see, it says according to Christopher Columbus, who was the Chris Columbus, the director of the movie, during an interview with Alec Baldwin on a Baldwin's podcast, does everyone have a podcast? Here's the thing, he says, oh, John really? Hurd was unhappy working on the film, feeling the film was going to be terrible. However, upon seeing the finished film and its subsequent success, he uh, heard apologize to Columbus when they were shooting this. Uh, when they were shooting the scenes on the sequel, uh, having broken character before his first take to tell Columbus, uh, "Hey, sorry." The movie did damn good. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I bet. I, I'm
0: assuming that once he got his uh, cut of the movie, he's probably like, yeah. I, I, you were right, bro.
2: I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just gonna do a couple more of these because actually there are a ton more um i'm only gonna do a few more of these so yeah uh let's see here's a good one robert de niro turned down the role of harry the daniel stern word wow mm-hmm.
0: once once again i mean you know i'm not saying obviously de niro would have been great in it as well but certain people are just made for the role And I I can't picture anybody but Joe Pesci working with Daniel Stern.
2: Well, speaking of Joe Pesci, Chris Columbus, director, uh, would ask Pesci to do his how am I funny speech from Goodfellas on set. In fact, Pesci was to have a similar scene with Daniel Stern, uh, defensively questioning him about having an edge, but of course the scene was deleted. Oh god! I
0: love once again six degrees of Goodfellas. You got six degrees of NYPD Blue.
2: Oh, you got Goodfellas. Uh, The role of Uncle Frank was actually written for Kelsey Grammer. I'm glad that didn't work out. (laughs) I'm sorry. He could have played that, and I. I, I I, I'm against Kelsey Grammer, but I I like him. I like Kelsey Grammer. The old man Marley—that whole character was not in the original screenplay. Wow.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh Jesus! Why is this even in? There is a legend that Elvis Presley, who remember died in nineteen seventy seven, makes a cameo in this movie. Many of those who believe that Elvis is still alive maintain the heavily bearded man standing in the background of the scene, where Mrs. McAllister is shouting at the desk clerk. Just before she meets John Candy is Elvis. Ah, okay. uh, one okay. of those so in other words this has like those uh, conspiracy Wait a conspiracy. It's time for me I am a huge Elvis Mark. This is oh sorry. This scene is getting looked up. I have to view this. I've got to see this. Alright, church, we're already there. Where does she meet the man? Where does she oh right here, right here, right here, right here. Okay. Back it up a little bit. All right. I'm looking. Okay. I'm looking for a bearded man. Bearded man, where are you? Where oh, where are you, Elvis? I don't see Elvis. All right, the only bearded man standing behind her is not Elvis. Could be my dad. It's not. It's certainly not Elvis. Okay, anyone who thinks that's Elvis? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you thinking?
0: That <laughs> doesn't look like Elvis at all. Oh, yes. It doesn't at all look like Elvis.
2: Mm. Oh, my... And that's a long cameo, by the way.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh another random fact to it here. It's kind of uh, ironic that... Uh, you know, you just brought up the scene where, uh, apparently, uh, Joe Pesci was supposed to reprise his famous, how do I make you, how am I a clown speech in Home Alone? Yeah. Uh, they were, act- they actually were, like, two months apart, almost, roughly. Goodfellas was released on, uh, September 19th in the States, 1990. Hmm. Home Alone comes out, uh, November 16th, 1990. Oh. It's kind of, so it's kind of interesting that they, you know, six degrees of separation there that they are only, like, roughly two months apart.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that is. Uh Chris Farley actually auditioned for that little role as Santa Claus. Originally,
0: I, 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 I honestly wish they had it worked out for him, And I yeah. think that would have been that he would have, he would he I don't give a fuck, you know, about, you know, what you say, man, but Chris Farley, well, he was on screen
2: for 5 minutes or 5 seconds. He made every second count. Yep. And I think he would have made that work. Um an, originally Danny DeVito was considered for the role of Harry. Yeah. Mm, that wouldn't have been very good. Uh, Let's see. Macaulay Culkin's stunt double was a very short 30-year-old man at the time. <laughs> Jeez. John Lovitz turned down the role for Harry also. And I, I think we established you're not really a big John Lovitz guy. I like him. No, I, 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 I never said I had a problem with him. I, 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 I like John Lovitz. He's a little weird. But anyway, yeah. I mean, uh that's pretty much, I mean, there's there's literally probably 50, 50 more of these. I'm not going to go through. I'm just looking for anything that catches my eye as cool or funny or. But uh, I don't think I see anything really here. No, nah, not really. Then it gets down into some cameos here. Obviously, yeah. that wasn't Elvis. So we hit all of the high points, basically. I think so. Well, that was Home Alone, folks. Uh, (laughs) Here's one. Raja Gosnell, the voice of the answering machine when Harry and Marv are robbing their first house, is the film's editor, who would later direct Home Alone 3 in 1997. Ah, nice. that voice when they find out, ah, that's cool. Huh, that's actually kind of cool. So, yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, B Megs brings up in the chat that uh, Macaulay Culkin is actually in a band called Pizza Underground. They do pizza-related covers of Velvet Underground songs.
0: (laughs) Uh... Yeah, I read that. I really. (laughs) I mean, I I was thinking of a joke to make, but it's like the joke writes itself. Pizza Underground.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Should be big right now, man. Little you know, Lucha under they should get him on Lucha Underground.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, do you think? All right, look, obviously, whenever he pops up on anything these days, mccully you're always going to think of the Home Alone kid. Yeah. Okay. Do you think that uh he, if he wanted to make a comeback in the acting world, he could pull it off? Yeah. As a grown man. Yeah. Yeah. You don't think he will fall into that trap? Like for example, like a uh, rest in peace, like a guy like Gary Coleman at the different strokes he literally could not do anything else
2: people people always looked at him as arnold jackson yeah but he was also a mean person which didn't help in
0: Oh, yeah Hollywood. that didn't help
2: but I, even without that i think he would have been pigeonholed he might have been it's possible he might have been but um i don't know uh I think he could come back, though. I mean, when he did that, that little video he did, at the you know, in, in December of last year, people went nuts. That shit was, like, all over Facebook in, like, an hour. I mean, trust me, it was, you know. It goes to show absence makes the
0: heart fonder Because he's one of those guys that, you know, you know he uh, went crazy for those two years. But outside his acting career, he pretty much, after that party monster, he kind of, like, retired almost. He quietly stepped away for a little while. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But, I mean, well, he didn't step away. He...
0: I mean, he did other things, but nothing, like, mainstream. <laughs> he wasn't, like, oh, he wasn't, like, uh, putting himself out there a whole, whole lot. Well, he
2: kind of got fucked up. Yeah. I mean, those pictures of him were... I mean, he looked like a fucking rail.
0: Yeah. he. Look... <laughs> I
2: mean, he looks much better now. He's obviously clean. Thank God. I hope he stays that way, but... You know, I
0: can't. I mean, outside of that, I can't feel too bad for the guy because he was a uh, he was fucking um uh, the that seventies chick for a little while.
2: Uh, Laura, per, per, uh, Laura Proponed? the red no hat? no uh
0: Mila Kunis. That's how you say her name. Oh yeah, the one
2: that's with Ashton Kutcher now. Yeah yeah yeah, she's gorgeous. She's gorgeous, that girl. Yeah man, nice. Yeah, so yeah, he yeah you know, He might have had some rough years, but
0: it was some good times in between. <laughs>
2: Mhm. All right, man. Um, I don't know. I guess we should wrap up.
0: Yeah, wrap up. We covered the movie.
2: We did. We've covered the movie. And, um, yeah, it's too late. Nobody ever calls this late. So that's it, man. I guess we can wrap this motherfucker up. You guys know you can catch us next Friday right here, same time. We will be here. We will be doing either... What Christmas Story? We'll do a, why, yeah. you want, let's let's do Christmas Story next week.
0: Yeah, definitely. definitely we will do, we'll do a Christmas for.
2: Story next week. So we'll go ahead and post that up on the Facebook. Just uh, THD Movie Review. You can find us right there on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Stitcher, iTunes. You name it, we're there. You can find us all. It's all there. Uh, Anthony, you got anything else, or is that good, man? That's good. We got it. We got it, then. All right. I will stop recording, and I'm going to play this real quick for you guys. I'll play this uh, little Florence Henderson clip for you guys. Let me uh, real quick. I'll make sure there is no ads. There is an ad, so I'll mute the ad. All right. Sorry, guys. If you want to check that clip out, though, just type in Mike Tyson, Florence Henderson, and it's Florence Henderson talking about the Mike Tyson visit. So there you go. Later, y'all.
0: Later.
1: <laughs> Whitney Houston came to visit me. Tupac Shakur, James Brown, of course, John Kennedy Jr. And that matter of fact, they're not here no more. So maybe they all rest in peace. And wow, that's a kick. Mike Angelou came to visit me. LL Cool J, Al Sharpton. Uh, fat guy, not the small guy. Okay, so um, Larry King came up there. The O.J.'s came to visit me, too. Not O.J. Simpson, no R&B, the band. (laughs) That's the (laughs) Even Florence Henderson from the Brady Bunch. She's in town for the Indianapolis 500, which is a big... She's saying, God bless America. Yes. Sitting next to the mayor and the governor, and she said, I'd like to go see Mike Tyson. And and the mayor said, Then you should. At that day, I'm in the hole. I spend a lot of my time in the hole when I'm locked up. The guard comes, he said, Oh God, he's Mr. Tyson, sir. Real good guy, Christian guy. Mr. Tyson, sir, oh sir, you just don't know who's seeing me now. Oh, they came. You never believe who's here to see you now, sir. No. I'm saying, like, who? Oh, Michael Jackson? He said, no, not him. Even better. it's said Miss Florence Henderson from the Brady bunch. I said, get the fuck out of here, right? <laughs> and then, and then he, got, he, got, um, he got insulted and he said, excuse me, Mr. Tyson, sir, I've, I've always treated you like a man, sir, since you've been here, I've never disrespected you, and, sir, I'm a man, and I'm not going to lie because I'm a Christian, sir. Yes, I am, I'm a Christian. Yeah, I know, I know. I know everybody say they're a Christian. Everybody's a Christian. They ain't saved, I'm saved. <laughs> and I said, okay, cool. As I'm going up That's okay, cool, I'm going to go meet Miss Henderson, beautiful person. And then, of course, there was an asshole guard. Where you going, boy? Here, 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 here. Well, I'm going to see Miss, Mrs. Henderson outside, and she, she came to visit me, and I'd I, I like to go visit her. Not without these. It's holding the shackles. For people that know the shackles, it's like the cook the take thing, young man, okay? You're right here. And um, many times I've been in the hole, as I was explaining earlier, and sometimes my lawyer came to visit me. And if you're in the hole, and you come and you visit your lawyer, it, it's, and you're shackled up, but you can't shake it, hand, you gotta shake it hand like this and i'm not gonna shake Miss henderson there how you doing man hi miss henderson man well i got caught i got caught trying to run for freedom man <laughs> hey man, do you know mayor goldsmith can you get me some help i need liberation i need isolation i need some freedom but i just couldn't do it i used to say i better not let miss henderson see me like this but i was grateful for her visit and all my visitors these people gave me hope in a hopeless place. They knew I wasn't the guy that DA wanted them to believe I was. Never that-